Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. It's Rob Cates. And Trevor Koppel. Trevor, welcome to week 13. Did you survive the Turkey Days haze? <laughs> I sure did. Um, yeah, it was a uh, long weekend, lots of relaxation in football. Uh, didn't exactly get what I wanted, but uh, but it was a good weekend. <laughs> what, what were you looking for? Leon Lett fumble? Or, uh, uh, you know, the the Vikings to uh, win two games in a row. That's asking for a lot, especially this year. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know what you, what do you, what do you want out of the Purple People Leaders, buddy? They, they ain't going back to the 1970s. And honestly, um, they played one of the hardest schedules in the whole league, and they're still here, five and six. So what do you want? What do you want? I, I want victories. <laughs> I want victories, and I want them now. It's my money, and I need it now. Uh, that's copyrighted. I hope we get paid for that. That's a that's a little plug. So um, we don't get paid for anything, folks. It's we're not supposed to be playing grab ass, but here we are, just, just grabbing the cheeks, just squeezing the little cheekies. Um, how about Adrian Peterson coming back into the fold? You know, it, I I can't say I'm surprised, but I I'm going to say I'm surprised. Uh, just I didn't know that. Uh, that he was available, that that the Seahawks were were in desperation mode for a running back. Mm-hmm. That's on me. Obviously, that was the case. But uh, man, he's uh, he's really bounced around a lot the last five seasons, six seasons, and uh, yeah, one more team, one more city. We'll see if he can tack on some more career yardages, maybe a touchdown. But uh, it's. It, it feels desperate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you think? I think any time you reach yeah. for Adrian Peterson, he's at 36 years old, which, by the way, gives us gives you a lot of our older listeners hope, and you, Trevor, that you, too, <laughs> can be on a NFL practice squad and be paid um, a veteran, veteran's minimum salary to do nothing yeah, well, you but know, act if, as the other if team. Zach Wilson, if Zach Wilson can play quarterback in the NFL, I think we all have hope. Uh, you know, just, you know. It's never too late. Go try out. <laughs> there you go. You heard it here first, folks. If you have a dream, and it, it is to play for the NFL, no matter how big or small you are, you will make it at some point. Um, or old, in this case. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm excited to hear about that. Um, I think you had um, a, a reflection of the performance of Cam Newton last week, even though the Panthers aren't playing this week. So we won't save it for next week. Yeah. We want to talk about it now. So what do you have to say about yeah, that? Yeah, it just, you know, I'm – I'm not at all surprised that things went the way they did. He finally got his first actual start at quarterback with his old team, uh, throws two interceptions and gets benched. Um, I I think this was extremely laughably predictable outcome. Uh, We know who Cam Newton is at this point. He's, uh, he's, you know, past his prime is putting it lightly and, uh, you know, maybe there was a time when defenses didn't know how to play against Cam Newton, but they certainly haven't figured out now. And uh, it, it, you know, he just got there, and it already looks like a gimmick in the rearview mirror. Uh, so that that's what I have to say about the Cam Newton situation. No, I think you said everything that needs to be you said, and I don't think we haven't said anything but bad things about him on this program. <laughs> so. In, in fact, I think I mentioned that he throws the ball like a can of paint uh, at one point. So um, that still stands. Um, so jot that down. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Sh- Sharpen your pencils. Right, 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 exactly. I, I'm not really sure what they were expecting. I, I, I honestly can't really stand him. Um, and the fact that he was still, like, loading over, like, scoring a two-yard touchdown and then throwing, like, another two-yard touchdown, like, in week whatever week he came back in 10 or 9 or whatever it was. Um, I don't know. He has no room in my league. I don't own the league, but he has any room in my league. I talk about it. So <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, and being, I just, it was laughable that he was like pickup worthy in fantasy. I think I might've mentioned him as like a pickup sort of full streamer option. Boy, I regret that. In fact, uh, I'll go on record and say, I'm sorry. I mentioned anything about Cam Newton in a positive light. <laughs> so, uh, we'll just, we'll move on from there. How does that sound? <laughs> that was our apology. And that was Trev's, uh, Trev's sour grapes for that one. So <laughs> week 13, sir, we are 13 weeks in lucky number 13. And, um, yeah, we only have one game on Thursday this week. So that's sad. That's a sad thing. State of affairs. Oh. I know, I know, I know you were hoping for more, but we get 
Um, what might be, according to Trevor, as uh, a laughable, a some, somewhat laughable week in terms of matchups. Um, I don't have enough uh, hot pocket awards to give out this week, so uh, instead we're going to be switching between bugles and um, cinnamon toast crunch that's been left open for a long time. So that's right, right? That's right. Well, the the interesting thing in this game is going to be Taysom Hill's first start. Ah, you didn't let me get to the uh, game. Sorry, D- yeah, Dallas yeah. at New Orleans. Seven and oh, did you not? I say did not say the game. I was just I was previewing <laughs> our our poopy week. So before we before we got into the game, but Thursday night Dallas seven four, New Orleans five and six four and a half point favorite Dallas over under forty seven and a half. Go ahead, take the floor. So yeah, I'm excited to see what Taysom Hill can do as a starting quarterback. Um, you know, I, I like him as a player. I'm not really sold on him as a starting quarterback. It, it feels like, you know trying to make Tim Tebow a starting quarterback in a lot of ways. Um, but uh, but he's going to get his shot, and, and he deserves it. And uh, I can't say that I think the Saints aren't doing the right thing here. I think it always should have been Taysom Hill over Trevor Simeon. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a tough game at home against a team like Dallas. Dallas is coming off of a... You know they they've had a long week to prepare after their Thanksgiving loss, which was a tough one. Uh, probably they're not very happy about losing to uh, the Raiders. I think they, the Cowboys were favored in that game, so I think the Cowboys are going to come in here uh, on a mission and uh, definitely picking the Cowboys to win. Mm. I think they're going to beat the four and a half point spread. Mm. I think this game is going to go over the over under. Uh, but ultimately, I think Taysom Hill's first career start for the Saints is going to be a loss. Wow. Okay. Well, here's the thing with Taysom Hill. I'm glad you brought him up a lot. He's only owned in 13% of leagues, so in deeper formats are people who have Russell Wilson or Carson Wentz on their team who don't know what they're getting week to week, me. Um, you know, he's not like a bad look here. Uh, 22 fantasy points in three games he scored last season when he started for Drew Brees. Um, and, you know, Dallas is a team that gave up a lot of fantasy points to Derek Carr last week. He's the Mac Jones. I mean, among other players, I think they're really reliant on like turnovers. So without having any turnovers in this game, I, I well, I mean, they'll probably force a few and Taysom Hill, um, definitely susceptible to it. But I mean, you look at some of the Dallas's games, you know, like, like I said, guys who have sort of torched them. Uh, I mean, Jalen Hurts had a good game, even though they went down 41, 21, um, I mentioned Derek Carr last week, 36-33. I mean, uh, you know, Pat Mahomes and his sort of wretched stretch so far. He even played decent against them. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, even though they lost 30-16. So, I mean, if anything, if Dallas, let's say, wins by a lot, they'll be coming from behind and having to throw the ball a lot. So I think Taysom Hill will get some good reps and honestly score some good points. So I like him as a sleeper, 13% of leagues. Oh, and, and he's yeah. he's deadly in the red zone. Yes, and uh, I think he's gonna you know they're gonna have I would think some some good run pass options for him because uh, uh, you know he he can be pretty effective holding onto the ball. Right. Um, so yeah, I I think this game is gonna be high scoring, uh, but uh, but I do think Dallas comes away with the win. Yeah. yeah likewise, I, I don't disagree with your your analysis whatsoever, and. Um, going back to what I was saying before, um, yeah, I, I, I think I think Dallas, in terms of being vulnerable, but also New Orleans has a really good defense, and they'll keep them in the game for a little while until they, Dallas breaks through in some way. So uh, I, I, I don't really like Tony Pollard or Zeke Elliott in this game, to be honest with you, with that being said. And there I said it, and it's been written. <laughs> um, okay, moving on to... Uh, Oh, here we go. Sorry. The the Broncos, well, I guess the Broncos Chiefs is a Sunday night game, but we'll talk about that second to last. Tampa Bay, uh, Buccaneers, 8 and 3 at Atlanta Falcons, 5 and 6. Tampa Bay is 11 point favorite, over under 15 and a half. And yeah, um, boy, I, I wouldn't think this is going to be much of a game for Tom Brady and, and, the, and the Gents. I, there's no way Atlanta can keep up with Tampa Bay here, right? I completely yeah. agree. Um, you know, because, because it's a division game and the, uh, the Falcons had some life last week. Um, I'm going to take the Falcons to to cover, but just barely, uh, because it's an 11 point uh, spread. I I'm thinking this one goes just 10 points. Uh, 
but uh, but an easy victory for the Buccaneers. Um, I do think I got to take the over, even though it's 50 points. Um, I think you know I could see this one being a you know 35 to 25 victory, um, because uh, I mean the Buccaneers are a really good team, but they have an ugly habit of letting these division yep. opponents stay in the game. Yep. Um, they kind of the defense kind of plays down when when Tom Brady and company are on fire on offense, uh, and that's what I expect in this game. I think think that uh, the Buccaneers are going to score a bucket of points, and the Falcons will do just enough to keep it interesting, you know, somewhat into the second half. But uh, but yeah, I'm calling a ten point victory for the Buccaneers. So Falcons to cover and taking the over. Thank you. It's a good analysis. I, I would go a little step further too and say that, like you know, if Atlanta gets behind, they're going to point chase quite a bit. So like, I don't like I don't like Matt Ryan this game. In fact, I feel bad for him because really all of his targets are out. I think Cordell Patterson's coming back this week though. But listen, this is a team that that went twenty one fourteen against Jacksonville last week. So I don't have much faith in them keeping up with Tampa Bay. In fact, I don't have any faith in them stopping them. Uh, although it's a division game, and uh, Trevor, you hit the nail on the head. Like Tampa sort of lets these teams hang around for absolutely no reason other than they're just kind of sleepwalking at times, I feel like. Even with Tom Brady, a quarterback, they, they sleepwalk, you know? And 3-3 three and three on the right. road, I mean, you know, it's not a trap game. I'm not saying that, but, like, is there some vulnerability here? Absolutely. Absolutely there is. And so, um, with all that being said, Matt Ryan's a sit. Um, I like Leonard Fournette because they have a really uh, – Atlanta has a really hard time defending these these quarterbacks who – excuse me, running backs who are kind of like dual threat out of the backfield. Um, if you watch against the New England, uh, even last week against Jacksonville, uh, uh, they kind of showed their ass there. So, um, yeah, yeah. And I, I like me some uh, some Gronkowski. He's coming back, and Tom Brady's going to have a big game. Usually does against um, against Atlanta. And so I expect, expect this week to be no different, honestly. So, Another good good call by Trevor. Of course, I'm biased, but here, I mean these <laughs> no, these games aren't terribly does, hard to pick does, this week. So does Tom Brady have a history of of big games against the Falcons? I I kind of forgot. Yeah, no, I I don't think there <laughs> I don't think there's too many of them to be honest. None none that I can think of that didn't happen in the last five or six years. And in fact, no important comebacks or anything that happened in the biggest biggest stage. So, um, but I'll have to be proved different, and our listeners can help me out with that one. So. Uh, in fact, if all of you could let me know which game that was, and go yeah, ahead and yes. send me the YouTube video. Rob, and... Rob would love nothing more than be corrected right. on this point. I have uh, <laughs> no no knowledge of that that game. In fact, uh, I have not seen it if it does exist. So, okay, <laughs> moving in to our our the uh, I say our because I'm here in Arizona, but our let's go with that. First place, Arizona Cardinals, nine and two, six and zero oh on the road at Chicago Bears, four and seven, eight point favorite for Arizona, forty five and a half over under. And guess what? Kyler Murray is back, and Chicago had a hard time playing Detroit last week. So, <laughs> so this is so, this is going to so be tough. This, this is going to be a tough one to call. This, I know, but we're, we're going to do our best, listeners, to uh, to make these games sound interesting. I'm trying my best. Um, the, the Cardinals are going to just mop the floor with the Bears, um, and and it's a shame because like you've been hearing me say it all season, the Bears, uh, I really do think are building towards a better next year. Um, but yeah, Kyler Murray's back. Uh, Arizona, you know, I, I think the eight point spread is low. So yeah, I'm definitely taking the Cardinals to win Cardinals to beat that spread. I think it's a 14 point victory. Easy. Um, I'm going to take the over on the 45 and a half because I think we might see 40 Cardinals points. Um, so I, I got to take the over on that also. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. I, I think Chicago is fairly um, stingy on defense, regardless if they have Khalil Mack or not. I mean, they allowed yeah, 27 to Pittsburgh, 30, 20, 33 to San Francisco. Oh, boy, 38 to Tampa. Okay, well, maybe they'll go over 30. Uh, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, mean, no, I, I, I think you're right, though. The, Bear, yeah. the Bears do have a good defense when sure. they can stay in the game. Right. But this is going to be another one of those situations where the Bears' defense is on the field way too much, yeah. and they're always playing on a short field. Um, 
so I, I, I just, I don't think that the Bears have a real chance of, of staying competitive, even with the field position game. Mm. And that's why I think the Cardinals are going to find the end zone a lot. Okay, that's that's a fair assessment. Um, yeah, just being kind of worn out. And, like, if you're having Justin Fields or Andy Dalton at quarterback right now, I mean, Jesus Christ, have, God no, have when, mercy when on your soul, you know. We, we've seen it a few times, uh, you know, when when the offense is dead in the water, even a great defense can let a lot of points go on the board. Right, So. right. Um, yeah, I, I think I definitely have to take the over on this one. Fair enough. Um, and the, they'll probably turn the ball over, too, which won't help them. So, um, yeah, Keller Murray coming back. Anticipate on him being a little rusty, but even if he does, he's rusty, he doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins, he might not play again this week. Um, 26 points per uh, per game in the last four games the Bears have allowed the fantasy quarterback. So he's an instant start. Back might be start of the week next to Kirk Cousins, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, <laughs> that, too. Rondell Moore is a guy to look out for. If Hopkins is still out, I mean, A.J. Green's been kind of injured. I think Kyler Murray's rapport with him has been really impressive, and, and the fact that he's able to stretch the field for Kyler, and just a matter that he can just sling it all over the field, um, spe- specifically deep. I, I, I like Rondell Moore as a pickup, 30% of leagues here, and so anything deep or if you need a, a random flex, a streamer option, I kind of like um, I like Rondell Moore as a pickup here. Um, and then Cole Komet, um, I know I'm going deep here on the Bears, but i got to pick somebody. Um Yep, hold on for the stats because they're not great. But um, week week nine in Pittsburgh, <laughs> at Pittsburgh, Komet had six catches, eighty-seven yards, and eight targets from Justin Fields. So if Justin Fields starts, I expect him to kind of be like a nice target, maybe a low-end starter if you don't have anybody playing or Darren Waller is still hurt for you. Which, by the way, to listen to the beginning, I hate to do this. I don't want to just kind of kind of butt in on like I told you so, but I told you so about Darren Waller. In fact, I said it several several times. So um, he's hurt. I didn't say he was going to hurt, but I told him he was going to suck, and he did. So <laughs> in your face, in your face. Um, anyway, so those <laughs> those are my players for this week. And then James Conner, if he's playing, I expect him to get back on the board with another touchdown. So he's a goal line machine so far. And they don't want to put Kyler Murray in harm's way. Okay, the L.A. Chargers, uh, six and five at the Cincinnati Bengals, seven and four, three point favorite Cincinnati, over under fifty and a half. Um, big playoff implications here. Both teams fighting for a, a six or seven, possibly fifth spot in the AFC. Um, so this is pretty much your game of the week other than New England and Buffalo, which Trevor is going to hate on too. So just get ready for that. That's, but, that's the part I play. But uh, tickets as low no, this, as $21. This is, Go ahead. Sorry. This is easily the, uh, in my opinion, this is easily the best matchup of the Sunday lineup. Um I think it's going to be a really good game. You're going to see a lot of really good offense. Um, but I, I have to go with the Bengals right now. They are just on fire. Mm. Um, I I think uh, I think that they're going to outlast the Chargers in this game. Mm-hmm. And it's going to make a lot of our listeners here in Denver very happy when the Chargers lose and less happy when they have to face the Bengals themselves. But, uh, but for now, we're talking about this game. And, uh, yeah, I, I've got to take... The Bengals to win. I do think when it's all said and done, they're going to win by more than the three-point spread. Um, but I also expect the Chargers to find the scoreboard a lot too. So I'm taking the over on this one easily. Yeah, yeah Chargers has got to be one of the weirdest teams in the NFL. I mean, like pretty good against some like opponents they beat. Um, for uh, I mean, like early Kansas City, Vegas, Browns, lost against Baltimore, New England, Minnesota, Denver. Um, on the road, I mean, they just, and then they beat Pittsburgh. Like, I don't really know what this Chargers team is, to be honest with you. I don't really think it's Justin Herbert's fault. I just think the defense is so leaky that, like, they can't get him on a f- on the field enough to sort of, like, sustain any sort of rhythm or momentum when, when they do make a big play. And so I think right. that that's going to have a big impact because Bengals have been really good on defense and their, their front seven is very stout. Um, right. And I think yeah. I think the Chargers will do just enough to stay in this game yeah. uh, through most of the you know through at least three quarters, but uh, mostly I think that this is going to be you know the the Joe Mixon show. Um, they've been leaning on him a lot mm-hmm. to a lot of success, mm-hmm. success lately, mm-hmm. um, but then also you're going to see you know some some deep balls uh, uh, through the air from the Bengals. So. Yeah. Um, when it's all said and done, I, I just think the Bengals are going to have more uh, 
you know, too much on offense for the Chargers to keep pace right. with. You know, Cincinnati loves deep balls. So, um, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I just, yeah, man, I think I, I agree with you completely about Joe Mixon. I think he's coming on late, really well late in the season, and this is sort of a team that's built for cold weather, if you think about it. And I, I yeah, I think they're going against Chargers' worst ranked rush defense in the NFL. I mean, uh, Joe Mixon went to get, went against some pretty good ones the last couple weeks, Pittsburgh and Vegas, and. Just proved that he's top three best running backs in the league, in my opinion. You know. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. I like I like him a lot. I actually kind of like Justin Herbert here. I feel like they're going to throw the ball a lot against Cincinnati's defense. I just feel like they're really good over the middle. Oh, the, the Chargers are really good over the middle, and they stretch the field a little bit with Mike Williams. And I'm not sure that's a good matchup for Mike Hilton and the boys back in the the Cincy uh, defensive backfield. Um, so I liked uh, Justin Herbert's start. We already mentioned Joe Mixon. Um, you know, I, I I'm not I'm not so sure about I don't you know this is a streaky player for me I I don't know how, how I feel about Joe Burrow though in this game um you know the Chargers only give up an average of 17.2 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks because teams choose to run on them so I I don't I don't I think he's kind of a bust here in my opinion I, no I, so, I I know what you mean yeah. and it's a difficult one to get your head around but you're right yeah. in my opinion yeah uh you know Joe Burrow. You know, the, the Bengals could win by 10 points, you know, hang 35 points on the Chargers, and Joe Burrow might finish with 16, 17 fantasy points. Right. Um, because this this offense really is going through the running back right now. Um, but, uh, but Joe Burrow is also going to make um, – uh, what's, what's their star rookie receiver – Jamar Chase. Uh, Jamar Chase. Yeah. I, I feel like he's going to do just enough that Jamar Chase is still a must-start. Um, sure, sure. Yes. I think Jamar Chase is good for two or three big catches, maybe even a touchdown, but that's not going to be enough for Joe Burrow to be a viable fantasy uh, quarterback. Yeah. That That's just the way I'm seeing the Bengals go right now. No, I think that's a, that's a great analysis, and I, I'm kind of trending in that same direction. Like, he'll probably, you know, that, that's that's – they're built for this weather. It's in Cincinnati. It's gonna be in the 30s that that day. And Chargers are a finesse team. I, I think if anything, the Bengals have a good matchup here. It's gonna be close. But that's why we're, we're both taking Cincinnati from the, from the sounds of it. Oh yeah. So, okay. Well, here's the team. Here's the game that's easy to call. This is the uh, cut the cut the <laughs> the crust off the peanut butter sandwich, but keep the crust <laughs> game here. Minnesota <laughs> five and six at at Detroit. Oh and ten. Oh ten and one. Excuse me. Don't forget the one. Uh, Minnesota <laughs> seven point favorite over under forty six and a half. I mean, I don't wh- what <laughs> what are we? I mean, Detroit hung in with Chicago last week. I mean, you think they're just going to win every week? Uh, they're like the lovable sort of like please, please win something, but they're just so bad. <laughs> they're just so bad. And Jared Goff is terrible, and that whole offense stinks. Uh, I like Jamal Williams in this game. Sorry, I'm I'm taking over your your thunder here, but I mean, what are you going to say about Minnesota? You think they're going to go under five hundred? I mean, is it a no brainer or what? Uh, yeah, I think the Vikings have a pretty easy matchup this this week. Um, you know, it's it's not even possible. I don't even think you can consider the Lions a trap game this season. Um, it's a trap. So yeah, the 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 Vikings are gonna. I think the Vikings will get you know back to five hundred, which will make me you know pull my hair out in another week. Um, but uh, you know, I think I think the Vikings have a lot going for them right now. Uh, a lot of things are working on offense. Um, it's an opportunity for the defense to go out there and and play some really good defense against a terrible offense. Um, it's just not a lot to to analyze in this game. It's very simple, right. straightforward matchup. I I think, and I, I got to take Minnesota to win. I got to take them to beat the seven point spread by at least a field goal, if not more. Mm-hmm. Um, the tough one is the forty-six and a half over/under, because uh, if the Lions can't make it competitive, I don't think Minnesota. You know, Mike Zimmer is not the sort of coach to to run up the score. He's going to try to run out the clock. Um, so, the forty-six and a half. I'm going to take the under on 46 and a half. Cause I just don't think the lions are going to have any success this week on offense. Um, and I think you're going to see the Vikings really dominate the game clock here. Sneaky sleeper of the week, Josh Reynolds receiver for 
Detroit Lions. He's playing number one receiver for them now. Three catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown, five targets against Chicago last week. So I kind of like him here. He's only rostered 1% of leagues, and he's the number one receiver on Detroit, which isn't saying much. But if you, <laughs> if, if you think about the volume the guy's going to get, I kind of like, I like the pickup here. Alexander Mattinson. I mean, he's a start. He's an instant start. I think he might even be a free agent mostly. He's probably not anymore because Dalvin Cook's uh, out with a shoulder. Sorry, Trev. And that's, uh, yeah, that's that's sad. I mean, just a guy who's just been sort of injury-prone throughout his whole career, unfortunately. Um, unfortunately, he's amazing when he's healthy, but right. this, this happens this happens once a season. So, um, But Alexander Madison, I, I like what you have to say about him fantasy-wise, but that that's one more reason that I think the Vikings are going to just kind of dominate possession without running the score up right. too much because uh, that's exactly how they run the ball when they run the ball with Madison. It's more chunk plays. There's not a lot of these you know, 30, 40, 50-yard touchdown runs. Right. Um, so, and, yeah, I, li- I like uh, Madison a lot in this game. Right, and DeAndre Swift's out, so Jamal Williams is another good star. 56, 56% of leagues he's rostered, and I, I just think he's going to get a lot of touches. I, listen, I'm not saying Detroit's going to win the game. I just think they're going to get volume for these two players. And then Kirk Cousins might must-start a quarterback this week. I, I think you hit the nail on the head, Chubb. They're going to run the ball a lot, especially with a league. A lead? League? Why can't I say lead? Lead. There we go. Um, but it'll be an efficient day for Cousins. I think he'll throw th- three touchdowns. So, like, about a 20-point game, which is great. It's perfect. It's exactly what you need here, you know? Okay. Here's your uh, um, um, cut in my mouth because I'm eating the toast when it's too hot. Game of the week. Giants, uh, New York Giants at the Miami Dolphins. 4-7 and seven for the Giants. 5-7 and seven for the Miami Dolphins. Miami's a four-point favorite. 40-and-a-half four, uh, over-under for the game. Miami comes off a four-game winning streak, man. If they win five here, they'll be six and seven, possibly in a driver's seat for a seventh seat. If, if you better look out for the Miami Dolphins, they, you know, Jalen Waddle looks fantastic, and Miles Gaskins played really yeah. well, and Tua Tonga Bailoa, they're building something out there, and they got a really easy schedule until they play New England. So no, they they really are, and uh, you know, I'm I'm starting Jalen Waddle and the Dolphins defense this week, right. and so should all of you. Um, hey. you, you know, d- Dolphins light them if you got them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I just I I think that the Dolphins are in line for their fifth straight win. Um, I I, I think they're going to be playing at home against uh, a really you know mediocre to terrible Giants team. Um, and you know I I think the you know yeah Tua Tagovailoa is back. He's he's playing decent football. Uh, Jalen Waddle's looking amazing, but right now this team is its defense, and the defense is rolling. Uh, and I just I think they're going to eat up the Giants' offense. Yeah. Uh, so I'm taking Miami to win, taking Miami to beat the spread. Forty over under. That's that's just a really low over under in my opinion. I've got to take the over on that one. Absolutely. Yeah. I hit the, you hit the nail on the head with all three of those guys. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned Miles Gaskin, but I like the big three there in Miami to start this week. They're all. Great plays. In fact, Tua Tungabailoa is available in 43% of leagues. So, like, this is a good, this is a great stream start here. If you got somebody who's playing crap, a really good defense, like, dude, pick up Tua, throw him in there. He's been sneaky good every other week or, like, every two or three weeks, to be honest with you. He's been kind of in and out of there. So, um, I like him a lot. Well, and, and Go ahead. in PPR leagues, Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Wow. And Miles Gaskin, too. Um, yeah. Both. Absolutely. So. PPR monsters, man. Absolutely. You're, you know, and I think... At least one of them. I think even Miles Gaskins available in like fifty percent of leagues. I, I, Miami's just sneaky right now. I think they can't. They Jacoby Brissett really effed them, you know, for lack of a better term. I, I don't think he was able to really play that offense the way they really wanted to play it. And two com, coming back and kind of getting back into it, I, he just carries a lot of swag with him, man. He just he just knows how to play. He knows how to motivate these guys. So okay. Um, speaking of a team that's kind of in the same boat a little bit here, Philadelphia Eagles. Five and seven, four and three. Wait, this is their eighth row game of the year already. It means they're gonna, every other game after this is going to be at home. At New York, three and eight. The Jets, six and a half point favorite for Philly, 45 and a half over under. You know, Philly's a weird team. I, I feel like they're in a sort of a similar boat as like the Chargers, except the Chargers have a better record, better luck. They just seem like they can come on and play really well against certain players, uh, certain teams. And then for some weird reason, they just, they just lay an egg for absolutely no reason. Against like the Giants, for example, you know. Absolutely, you know the so. the Eagles have been very up and down. Um, 
recently it's I think it's been a little more up than down, but you still never know. Um, but playing the Jets, uh, the man, uh, I I don't feel bad. I sorry, I feel very confident taking the Eagles in this game. Yeah. Um, six and a half point spread. I got to pick the Eagles to win by at least a touchdown. So I'm I'm taking them to to beat the spread. Um, forty five and a half over under. I'm taking the under, but I wouldn't blame anybody who took the over. The I mean, the how many times have we seen the Eagles put up thirty or forty points on their own this year? Um, when they get up against a bad team, um, but I, I just don't think it's going to happen this week. Um, I'm taking the under on the forty-five and a half. Absolutely, and and yeah, easy pick for the Eagles. Easy pick for me for Boston Scott, Miles Sanders, and Jordan Howard are both out this week. Um, he's rostered. I think he most leagues, uh, but possibly even available, and depending on like the deepness of this. But he's the number one running back who's going to get like at least thirty touches. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, against the Giant, uh, the Jets, excuse me, who are thirty second against opposing running backs in fantasy points. So um, Jalen Hurts, expect him like to have a nice game. They just run the ball so much. I think they're like thirty to forty touches a game right now, and they're built for this weather. Once again, I keep saying that, but thirty nine degrees in New York and the East Coast. Dude, this is where you, if you got like four or five guys that can run the ball like the, the Eagles do on a routine basis, there that is. Here's the game, you know. Here's the game to test <laughs> that, that def out. And so, yeah, easy pick for the Eagles, and that's my guy in that game. Okay, another easy pick. This is Indianapolis 6-6 six and six at Houston 2-9. and nine. Nine-point favor for Indianapolis, 45.5 over under. Um, Indy comes off. Uh, I mean, dude, they played Tampa Bay to the wire. 60 minutes, beat them, but had five turnovers and still only lost by a touchdown in the last, like, 25 seconds in that game. So, I don't think Houston can hang with them. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Is that, no, absolutely. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Uh, the Colts the Colts are kind of a difficult team to figure out right now, um, but uh, not not in that they're not doing well. They're, they're doing really well. It's just, sometimes... You don't understand how it all stacks up, right. but eventually it does, and they they play good games. Um, so yeah, I've got to take Indianapolis in this one. Um, you know, it, it, the 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 tricky parts on some of these betting lines aren't aren't who's going to win this week. It's whether or not they're going to beat the spread, and and the over unders are giving me some trouble. This is well, this over-under is giving me some trouble. I think Indianapolis will win by 10 points, so I'm taking them to win and to beat the spread. Um, but, man, against a team like the Texans, 45.5 over-under, I'm taking the under on this one. I just don't think it goes up above 45 points. Mm. Last game they, they played Houston 31-3, to so if that gives you any idea for over-under and or like a spread, I mean, Carson Wentz, 11 of 20, 223, two touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor, 14 for a buck, 45, two touchdowns. I like them both. Uh, I expect Tyra Taylor to get some uh, garbage time production in this game. He's owned in 40% of leagues in case you want somebody who's going to get you 20 points this week. So that's the indie game. But up, but up, bum. There it is. Taking a bow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Washington at the Vegas Raiders. Uh, we can call it Washington football team? Okay. Washington football team, five and six at the Vegas Raiders, <laughs> six and five. I always forget that. I'm not trying to be insensitive. I just can't remember it. I'm sorry. Um, two and a half point favorite for the Vegas Raiders, 49 and a half over under. I, you know, you said this was, was isn't a very intriguing game coming off the air here, but I got to tell you, I'm a little interested in this because I think this is two teams in a similar position at the back end of, of their respective conferences' uh, playoff spots. Washington's actually the seventh seed, and so is the Vegas Raiders. This is kind of cool. I kind of like it. It's it's like uh, um, you know jockeying for playoff position, man. There's a lot at stake here. So, what do you think of this game? I think you're doing a great job trying really hard to get me interested in this game. I was in sales for four uh, years. Okay. <laughs> 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 no, I I honestly, you know, I maybe I'll be wrong. It'd be great to uh, to have another close game uh, this Sunday uh, next. You know, uh, other than the uh, Bengals Chargers game. But I, I really don't think so. I think the Chargers, sorry, I think the Raiders are going to win. I, I, I think the two and a half point spread is low. I definitely take the Raiders to, to win and beat the spread. Um, Forty nine and a half over under. I'm taking the under on this one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, for the fantasy wise, it's good, good analysis. Taylor Heineke, 
the Vegas Raiders have allowed 23 fantasy points against uh, for quarterbacks in the past six games. 22nd ranked against quarterbacks. So Taylor Heineke slinging it. Primetime Taylor. You know, you know, I love him. If you've listened to this, it's I, the love is almost like it, it's disgusting at this point. How much love I have for Taylor <laughs> Heineke. Um, and they're five and six. There's no reason I should love this guy this much. So Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick is out. Um, so he's a top ten play for me. He's a, he's a must start, especially against Vegas. Twenty seventh against opposing running backs. Their defense is falling apart fairly quickly. I, I'm not really sure what happened there because their front seven looked really good in the beginning of the season, but has not played up to snuff. Um, after that, um, and Derek Carr, he's a he's a must start for me too. I, I think I've called him a must drop in the last like three or four weeks. <laughs> um, yeah, well, what can you do here? You know, I mean, must start thirty second against ranked quarter. Uh, no, excuse me, thirty second ranked against opposing quarterbacks fantasy wise for for Washington, and so he's a must he's a must start and possibly even a start of the week. So there you go. All right, he's, <laughs> he's back. He's back on my good list. So uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars two and nine against the Rams seven and four thirteen point favorite for LA over under forty eight. And boy oh boy, I bet I bet uh, the Vegas Jeez, I'm crow. The the Los Angeles Rams couldn't be more happy to see a team like Jacksonville, especially the way they played lately. And this is a Jalen Ramsey revenge game. What else can you say about this game other than this is this should be the the Rams game for the taking, correct? Yeah, yeah. I think this is a get right game for the yep. Rams, a slump buster, whatever you want to call slump it. Slump buster, good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the Rams are an easy pick here. The thirteen point spread is uh a little tougher to pick, but uh it's not hard to see the Rams winning by two touchdowns. Uh so you know, as much as I don't like double-digit spreads, I still have to take the Rams to beat the spread. Um, man, I'm yeah, I'm taking the under on the 48. I don't think it goes over 48 points. I I, I think you're right about that. And honestly, if you're Vegas, uh, what's wrong with Vegas today? If you're the L.A. Rams, yeah. you should have no problem beating the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. Uh, they got to come across the country to see you. And so, uh, yeah, I, I could see this being a blowout and, and, and just a really tough game for Trevor Lawrence unless he's able to continue to, to per, sort of progress through the season here and, and develop. Um, so three guys, I mean, Matt Stafford's a must-start for me. I, I think he's he looks really banged up. Like, he's, like, wrapped in, like, as much bubble wrap as you can get on a quarterback and still like, get him out there and play. <laughs> like, he has, like, elbow wraps and knee wraps and, like, dude, the guy's, like, practically looks like the, you know, the, the mummy from uh, the... <laughs> The Nightmare Before Christmas out there, like yeah, there is a mummy in that movie, right? Anyway, yeah. Um, twenty. Uh, Matt Stafford scored at least twenty-three fantasy points in four out of five home games this year, including three outings with at least thirty points. So must start for me. I do like Van Jefferson and Sony Michelle too. Um, both of them have kind of come on with Daryl Henderson being out at, at running back for the Rams. He's kind of a he's like kind of a must pick up for me for Sony Michelle and Van Jefferson. I just like to have him on the roster because he just has random games where he just scores a bunch of points. So I, and it's kind of a hard Who, one to predict, uh, but yeah. Who's going to be running the ball for the Rams? Sony Michelle, like I just mentioned. Sony, Sony Michelle. Michelle. Okay, so, excellent. Yeah, so keep it. Yeah, because I, I, I think that the Rams, you know, for reasons that you mentioned, but also yeah. just getting out to an early lead right. quickly in this game. Right. I think, uh, yeah, Sony Michelle is probably in line for a big big day. Definitely, definitely. Yep, and that, another another reason you should keep an eye on him. He's rostered in uh, 40, let's see. Had the number, 43, 41% of leagues, excuse me. And he's going against Jacksonville's 20th in the NFL against running backs. So, I must add. Okay, here is a late, late November, oh, it's early December, excuse me. The Baltimore Ravens, 8-3, eight, uh, eight, eight uh, Pittsburgh Steelers 5-5 five five here in December. Nice AFC North matchup in cold weather, 46 degrees that day. Four and a half point favorite for Baltimore, over under 44. Um... I mean, what else do you want here? I, you know, this is kind of fun because if Pittsburgh loses, they're pretty much out, I would think. Baltimore's got to prove the number one seed, and Lamar Jackson's got to have a get-right game um, to, to steal your um, your phrase. So what do you think here? I mean, this could be really close. They always play each other really tight. Baltimore. Well, you know, and that's that's what I thought about Steelers-Bengals is what a what a great rivalry it always is. It's always a, a tough, close game, fun to watch, and uh, the Steelers just got 
embarrassed. Right. Um, and I don't know that they have much to turn it around. They might be in for another embarrassment here. Mm. I mean, ho- hopefully with, uh, with, like you said, with the cold weather and everything, it, it kind of takes, you know, the, you know, the, the difference between the, uh, the current abilities of their starting quarterbacks a little bit out of the equation. Um, and maybe the Steelers defense can really step up and make a game of it. But uh, I'm not going to be surprised if the Ravens run away with this one. Um, I, I definitely take the Ravens to win and, and to beat the four-and-a-half-point spread. Um, with these two teams, I am I am going to take the over on the 44. Um, it's a tough one to call, but I, I, I do think it goes over 44 points. But, uh, but, yeah, I think whether it's a close game or not a close game, uh, we're looking at another Ravens victory here. Mm. I, I, I can't disagree with you. I think Pittsburgh is sort of the. I think their time has come to an end, especially especially Ben Ben Roethlisberger. He just doesn't look like the same quarterback. And as we progress further and further in the season, he just looks more and more like a guy who should who shouldn't be playing football anymore. I mean, let's just put it frank. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. You know, there's no joke to add here. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I I know if you've listened to the podcast, you know I don't like Ben Roethlisberger for a variety of reasons. Um, this is just it, man. This is this is the end of his career, you know. Um, cold weather doesn't help with that, by the way, you know. And so um, right. I agree with you with Baltimore. I think this is sort of a game they kind of figure some things out. I, I don't think this is the end of Lamar Jackson's streak as far as interceptions are concerned or turnovers, especially going against a really opportunistic defense in Pittsburgh. So I don't really like a start for him here. Um, in fact, the only really player I really like on Baltimore to start is Marquise Brown, 23rd against opposing wide receivers at Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh has allowed three receivers to score at least 20 PPR points in the past two games, and uh, Marquise Brown had 13 PPR points against the Steelers in his last game, and he hasn't scored touchdowns since week seven. He has six touchdowns. He's due. He's due for one. He'll get one. So, um, I really like the start here for Marquise Brown, and um, uh, Mark Andrews, as well, excuse me, I was trying to find, figure out his name here. I don't know why it took me so long, but Mark Andrews. Don't call him, uh, don't call him Mark Gronkowski because his name's Andrews. Terrible joke. Um, <laughs> I, I like him I like him here, too. I, I just feel like the, the matchup for Minka Fitzpatrick is really difficult. I, I don't have any faith in Pittsburgh's front seven or linebacking core. I, I just, they just are not athletic at all, and so covering him would be really difficult for them. So... Put on the board, Baltimore Ravens, man. Wow, nine and three, number one seed. The way they're playing in the AFC, unbelievable. AFC's absolute crapshoot right now. So, San Francisco six and five, 49ers at Seattle three and eight, three and a half point favorite for San Francisco, forty five and a half over under. Boy, oh boy, see, I bet you Russell Wilson's dreaming he was in New York right now and playing for the four and seven Giants. Um, what's going on in Seattle? Yeah, so. That's, yeah, the Seahawks, I kind of feel how, you know, before before the Dolphins went on this win streak, I, I, talk, I called them the, the biggest uh, letdown of the year. Um, I think that torch has been passed. Uh, the Seahawks, they're 3-8, and eight, uh, you know, going into this season, you know, Russell Wilson's in the MVP conversation every year. Uh, and it just, it really fell apart this season. Um, they've still got a ton of talent. They play a really, really difficult division, and this is a heated division rival. Um, I'm going to do it. I'm calling, this is my upset alert of the Mm. week. I think the Seahawks are going to sneak away a win here. It's not going to change the trajectory of their season, but it is going to screw up, uh, some things for the 49ers. Um, and I know some of you might be thinking that that's exactly what I want as a Vikings fan. <laughs> and you're right, but <laughs> it doesn't mean that that's why I'm making this prediction. I really do think that, uh, this is a bit of a, I don't think trap game is the right word, but I think, uh, if there was ever a time that the Seahawks are being us underestimated, it's right now. And, uh, you know, Russell Wilson's been back a few weeks. He he doesn't look like his old self, but uh, I think we might see, uh, you know, 
some of the uh, some of the old magic right now, and I think uh, I think they're going to sneak one away from the 49ers. So I'm I'm calling the upset, and uh, I think this one goes over the 45 and a half over under. Wow. Okay, the upset of the week, baby. I don't have any like sound effects to throw in there. There's no sirens or anything we can do. So <laughs> just bear with us and picture them if you can. Um, my start of the week is Elijah Mitchell for um, the Niners against Seattle. Um, yeah, I, 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 I've said it a lot of times. You know, Have you seen Seattle's defense? I don't think they're very good. I don't think Jamal Adams is very good. He plays in-the-box safety. He plays more like a linebacker, like a nickel defender, nickel linebacker up the middle. So, yeah, I mean, I, I could be wrong here with this Elijah Mitchell prediction. However, I would say as far as guys who will break out against an NFC West opponent, if you watch him against L.A., I think when he's on, he's on. He's an excellent runner. He's just north-south straight up. And no Debo Samuel this week. So you know Brandon Ayuk's also on your radar. And Jawan Jennings, uh, I think that's his name. Jawan Jennings. John, yeah, Jawan Jennings. <laughs> it's really weirdly spelled. I'm sorry. Jawan Jennings, he's not rostered in any leagues in terms of ESPN or Yahoo. In deeper leagues, he's definitely worth a flex. Um, he has two touchdowns on seven targets this year, and he's going to be playing number two wide receiver against Seattle, who I think is just an abomination up front on defense. So those are my predictions. Sunday night. Yeah, well, and, yeah. Uh, you know, don't don't underestimate, you know, you're talking about north-south, you know, downhill running <laughs> Adrian Peterson starting oh, for the Seahawks. No, I, I just heard about this today. Is, is he even going to be uh, active? For the Seahawks this I, week? No, either. practice squad. That's what, I, I doubt yeah, it. I doubt yeah. it. Yeah, no yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. So in case you guys thought I was, you know, factoring that into my upset prediction, I was not. Ah. I'm not that big a homer. Yeah. The old switcheroo <laughs> there. I like it. Okay, moving on to our Sunday night matchup, to Denver Broncos 6-5 and five at Kansas City 7-4. and four. Nine and a half point favor for Kansas City, over under 47. Tough place to play in Arrowhead in early December. Not because of the weather, because the crowd gets so amped. I just feel like the booze has been flowing in their veins for about almost 13 weeks at this point. You know, like it's ready to go. Um, what do you What do you think here? This is This is interesting. It's an AFC West matchup. Denver's really never been hasn't been this close since 2016 ish, 2015. So biggest game in the year for them. Yeah. So this this is probably the biggest game for the Broncos since uh, their last Super Bowl. Right. Um, and uh, they haven't beat the Chiefs in five years. Something like that, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a heartbreaking loss. The Broncos should probably feel good. I, I think the Broncos are going to play a good game here. They're just not going to come away with the W. Mm. Um, I think the Broncos have a lot figured out on offense at this point. And it's going to be just enough to cover the 10-point spread, but the Chiefs are going to win this game in Kansas City. Um, I, I definitely take the over on the 47. Um, you know, the Chiefs are going to put up points against a good defense, and the Broncos are going to put up points against a bad defense. And uh, at the end of it, Kansas City's going to have the win. Wow. Yeah, no, it's a good call. Um Kansas City, I mean, I don't think there's a team playing better in the NFL than them right now, and they're 7-4, and four, which says a lot about the AFC. Um, deep, you know, Denver came out and just played an amazing, amazing defense last week. Pat Sertain had two interceptions and one that sealed the game 28-13. to 13, you know, Allowed 13 yep. points to the Chargers. So uh, that was at home. I mean, this is we're talking about on the road, Sunday night football game, pressure's on, Teddy Bridgewater, we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah, I – did you say it's gonna the line the line's gonna be less than nine and a half? Like it's gonna be closer than that. So the the spread is ten points. Yeah. I think the Broncos are gonna keep it closer than that's, that. I think the Broncos yeah. are gonna stay in this game, but they're not gonna be able to walk away with the win. I think that's great. I think I, I no, it's a that's a it's great analysis. Honestly, I think Denver will probably play one of its best games of the year and not win this game because Kansas City's just yep. they're just gonna come to play. They're really going to sling the ball around a lot and make some quick passes so those those defenders can't get, get into uh, any of those passing lanes and can't take Tyreek Hill or Travis, Travis Kelsey out of the game plan because of that. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I feel I feel like I like Tyreek Hill here. I do. Um, you know, Kyle Fuller is a great corner. I, I assume he's going to be playing slot against him, but God, can anybody guard the guy? And when he goes off, he goes off, and that's when kind of one of those games that Casey will need him to go off and. 
Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire has looked really good, and they're coming off a bye. They're just going to be ready to go, you know? Um, mm -hmm. That's why I, I don't even really like Teddy Bridgewater here just because their defense has been playing a lot better. Kansas City, they've held three of the past four opposing quarterbacks to 19 fantasy points or less. It's just tough on the road for them, man. It's, it's going to be right, tough game for Denver. I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to do what he does really well, which is really manage this offense well. Right. But I don't think it's going to translate to big fantasy points. No, um, likewise. Yeah, uh, and Chris Jones. But I wanted really well. to Frank Clark too. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I wanted to ask you, Rob. See, because you know I have a, I have a friend who really needs to know. <laughs> um, who would you start this week between uh, Patrick Mahomes? And Matthew Stafford. Okay, so wandering, pondering minds need to know the answer. I, I, I would say probably, let me just take a look at our, our rankings here. I would say, I think Patrick Mahomes has more potential in this game than Matt Stafford. I think it's only by a few points, but I think Mahomes has played that defense more He's going to have more opportunities to throw the ball than Stafford just because they're protecting him right now. I'm going to say Pat Mahomes. I think Stafford, right. they're trying to preserve as much as they can until the playoffs, and he's kind of being protected by that running backs, the running backs and anything they can do quickly out of the backfield. Against Jacksonville, they're going to want to run the ball more than anything. So I, I see the ball going in Pat Mahomes' hands. He's going to play a little hero ball and close the balls downfield, man. Stretch that defense out a little bit. That's what there I, you go. That's my analysis. Last and it and it's the Sunday night game. So. It's a Sunday night game. It's in prime time. That's right, baby. Um, Monday night game, the game of the week. Uh, despite what Trevor may think or say, not out loud, <laughs> what he's thinking right now and saying in his head, the Patriots eight and four at the Buffalo Bills seven and four, two and a half point favorite, over under forty three and a half. Honestly, going out and saying it, this is the biggest game New England's New England has played probably. Since the Super Bowl against the Rams, I, I think it's a turning point. You know, if they lose this game, they're going to be talking about how can they stay in the playoff race. If they win this game, they're going to say how can we get to the number one seed. That's what this game's going to be no, about. You're, you're absolutely right, right. And, uh, and and the same can be said for the Bills right now. If they win, they're going to be eyeballing that number one seed. And if they lose, you know, they're uh, they're going to be trying to you know secure a a uh, Wild card spot, right? So, uh, huge, huge implications for both teams in, in this game. Um, it's December. It's Buffalo. Uh, so it's it's going to be brutal, old school football. Oh, it's just gonna um, be a mess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I hate to say it, but the Patriots have a real chance here because because it's going to be a real ground game. Um, so it's hard for any team to really pull away when when there's not a lot going on through the air. Um, man, I think the Bills' home advantage is huge. Uh, I just uh, you know it's it's really hard to predict which team is going to bring the stronger run game uh, against the other team's run defense. Um, yeah, this this game, you know, the the fact that Buffalo is favored at all, I think definitely is because of the home field advantage and because they are playing a rookie quarterback. But if you if you really look at what these two teams have shown you already this season, and we are in the home stretch, uh, I think this is a push mm. uh, in terms of of one team being favored over the other. I think this is a coin flip. Um, that being said, I am going to take the Bills to win. And because I take them to win, I have to take them to beat the spread. Because uh, I just think statistically it's more likely to be a three-point game than a one- or two-point game. Um, so, yeah, there, there you have it. I'm taking the Bills. Uh, I'm taking them to beat the spread. I Even in this weather, 43-and-a-half, Seems low to me. I'm going to take the over. Mm. You know, it's a game that you could probably you you might see Josh Allen go off and sort of the same sort of game you saw at the end of the end of the season last year against um, 
with the, when the Patriots and the Bills sort of got together on Monday night. And so, I don't, I don't know. It's a tough game to call, man. I wish I could say it's going to be a tie. I'm not allowed to do that. It, no, it, I'm not allowed it, to do exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> well, and, and that's what I mean. When, when it comes to, uh, you know, predicting, it, it, I really do think that this game is a coin flip. Right. Um, I, the Bills have the home field advantage. Um, you know, they... they I don't even want to say the Patriots have a rookie quarterback. They do have a rookie quarterback. I'm just going to say that the Bills don't have a rookie quarterback. Right. Um, because right now, calling Mac Jones what he is almost seems unfair. Right. He is a rookie quarterback, but he's playing amazing. Right. Um, so, I mean, and, and by amazing, I mean he's doing everything they need him to do and a little more. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, th- this is going to be a really, really good Monday night game. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. And and at the end of the day, you know, Bill's playing with no um, – not not a lot of running back production, not a lot of offensive line help. Um, and so Josh Allen's going to have to do a lot here. Um, yeah, he's going to have to do a lot. Josh Allen, he might be their leading rusher. Right. And it might be what gets him the win. Right. That's, that's what makes this game really fun to look forward to and one that's going to be exciting to watch is uh, it's really hard to predict just what kind of exciting football we're going to see. It's just a near certainty that we are going to be seeing some exciting football in this game. For sure. And that's why I like Josh Allen, despite the, the, the Patriots rank and defense um, and, and certainly vice versa for Buffalo, two really good defenses, at least statistically, but the strength of schedule would prove otherwise if you kind of factor that in to play in terms of who they played and how their defense matches up. Um, yeah, I think Josh Allen's a good start here. Stephon Diggs has shown he's, he's not afraid of playing against J.C. Jackson. They will play a lot of zone and take him out of the game plan, but he'll still have a fair amount of yards and I think a touchdown thrown in there. Um, yeah, and, and as far as the – I mean, it's like – it's death by a thousand. Um, what do they call it death by a thousand pokes or something like that. <laughs> on, uh, on, a thousand cuts. A thousand cuts. There you go. On the New England side, um, they're going to have to sling the ball a lot, do a lot of dink and dunk here and there, a lot of screens, a lot of miss motion, uh, a lot mixing up a lot of guys. And I want to see K- Kendrick Bourne really start to get, get more op- um, opportunities because the guy's amazing and he played so well last week. Um, he had an amazing kind of uh, middle of the middle of the field, just climb the ladder. Grab that touchdown, moss a guy, and, and land in the end zone. You know, um, a really good catch on a fade. And so Mac Jones looks great in terms of throwing some of those balls, but I thought he was lucky last last week with some of the things that could happen too. So, yeah, um, I could see Buffalo winning this game, and I think they'll split them ultimately if that's the case. Meaning they're going to play Buffalo again in two more weeks. So we'll keep an eye on that that game as things develop towards towards it. But at the end of the day. Yeah, Buffalo might take the first one. So that's our prediction, folks. That is it. I said might. I didn't even – I'm like kind of wishy-washy. I don't want to call it. So, <laughs> no. all right, all right, Buffalo. Let's just call it like it is. It's Buffalo. It's a <laughs> Buffalo game here. So uh, with a Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs combination being a little strong. So so that is week 13, folks. In a nutshell, we covered it all. Trevor, do you have anything left to say? Uh, only that, man, it – this this season at this point it feels like it has just flown by, uh, and at the same time I feel like like we've it almost feels like it's been more than one season. The season has evolved so quickly at different times in terms of which teams are trending up, which teams are trending down, uh, dealing with this and that, right. uh, you know, upsets that we weren't expecting. But uh, this is our longest regular season ever. And uh, I think we've got a lot of really good games here at the end. Um, we're going to be seeing a lot of uh, division matchups here at the end of the season that should be really, uh, uh, really, you know, high stakes. If if not for playoff implications, then just you know, uh, dominance within your division uh, is on the line. Uh, I'm excited for it. It's it's a really exciting time of the season. Absolutely, at the nail on the head, it's the longest season ever, as they keep saying, and it is statistically. <laughs> so, I mean, where we're we going with this one, I'm not sure. But um, likewise, it's been a great <laughs> season so far, man. We talked about a lot. We had a great show today, folks. Enjoy it. Please follow us on Instagram at Football in General. We're at Twitter at the same thing, but we don't do anything on there. Um, I'm, at, I'm at Bobby and Law on Instagram. He Trevor's at at, at Trev Geo Dude, 
And enjoy enjoy football again this week, folks. Take your mind off the Omicron virus, please. But please get vaccinated. <laughs> so, as always, enjoy it. We're out.